You're watching Tech Talk in affiliation with Tech for Techs. We're a community that supports independent trade with the help of vendors and distributors. We're live every Thursday at 8 p.m. London time and we'll be streaming to Facebook and YouTube, Twitter and Twitch. You can listen to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, Google, TuneIn and many more. And now, the moment you've been waiting for, and your host, Philip Griffiths. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Tech for Tech Tech Talk. I'm your host, Phil Griffiths, if you didn't gather from the intro. Today's topic is, where do you see yourself in 5, 10, or even 20 years, and how are you going to get there? So hopefully we'll get some interesting comments, especially from Cormac and... Ben and Peter as well, who are joining us today. Right, let's start with the intro. So, Cormac, if you'd like to introduce yourself, tell us who you are, what you do, and what your tip or story of the day is. Um, Cormac from Crosshaven Computers. Uh, we do what's in our name. We do what's said on the tin. Uh, we're also the best in Ireland. I'm just throwing that out there. Um, my tip of the week is actually... Um, it's Cloud Dolphin, which we know from the group, yeah? Um, I switched over to, to Cloud Dolphin. I was with iDrive, and, and that was grand. I'm only in business a few years, so that was grand at the beginning. And we needed uh, something more secure. And I went with Cloud Dolphin because uh, they're in the group. Keen uh, is in the group, and I knew I would get good service if, if something happened. But... Yes, I'm, I'm giving them a plug. I, I get nothing back from that plug, but they, my tip is actually, and you can discuss it if you want. Um, I'm with, also with Synchro, and I was going to go with Synchro Backup, okay? Uh, they have they brought it out last year. It's a backup. It's all built into one. Beautiful. But, and I'm after forgetting the name of the company in America. Do you remember there was a hack there around two months ago? It was a, a company which helps out all the MSPs, it's an MSP provider, it's a bit like Synchro, okay? Now, that hack was bad and it got into everyone's system. And I thought about it afterwards and I went to myself, that's, I got lucky there. If Synchro gets hacked and everyone can get hacked, let's let's face facts, and Synchro would be a big target out there because, you know, they, they, do, they do MSPs and stuff, so you can get Synchro, happy days. I was thinking if they got Synchro, they're now getting into your backup as well. So they can do what they need to do to infect people's backups, yeah? So my tip of the week really, and as I said, it's open for discussion, would be not to have everything under the same umbrella, not to have all your tools under the same umbrella. Basically not your backup and your, your uh, remote tools to be under the same umbrella. So I think without, without even Realizing it, I made a good decision for that, you know. So I just think if I if Synchro does get hacked, at least my cloud backup isn't hacked as well, you know. So yeah, that's the tip of the week there for me. Yeah, I'm gonna say Cloud Dolphin's pretty good company. We've uh, worked with them. We do on the show with them. So if anyone's interested, uh, I'll put it in the show notes, or you can uh, let us know in uh, uh, the actual group, and I'll uh, link Kieran in, so he'll be able to help you out if you have any questions about uh, online backup. Let's just go through the chat and say hi to everyone. I've just turned the chat on on the side for some reason; it wasn't working. It should be now. Uh, but uh, Facebook user says he likes the Star Wars, uh, the Star Wars intro on the uh, intro. Yeah. 
It took a while to do that, a bit cheesy, but uh, um, managed to do it. So I'm glad you like it. Uh, we've also got Mark Dennis saying, evening all, Paul Webb. Uh, I wanted to bring up Amigas. Sorry, had to, to be done. Oh, dear. Uh, I'm not starting that again. Um, Paul is saying, evening all. We've also got another Paul saying, evening. Alison's saying, hey, hey, looking um, very smart tonight. She must be talking to you, Cormac. Uh, yeah. Also <laughs> got a Facebook user saying, evening. If you're a Facebook user, uh, if you want to click that link in chat, I put in a little bit ago, and I'll put it in back again. Uh, that will allow your name to be shown in the chat window. It's just how Facebook likes to mess around and so forth, and you'll have to agree to all these terms and conditions. Just press yes, and it'll let you in, um, and you'll be able to see your name in chat. Um, Paul Webb and Paul Gringham said um, you got uh, solar winds. I'm guessing that's the one what got hacked a few months ago. You were mentioning, was it? No. But there you got hacked as well. That's my point. They're all yeah. going to get hacked at some stage. They're all getting there. It's a good point. And uh, Alison is here, and she says Kieran's great. That's good to know. So, right, okay. Right, uh, and Stephen also says evening all as well. So, right, okay, let's move on to Ben then. So, Ben, if you want to tell us who you are, what you do, and uh, what your tip or story of the day is. Yeah, evening, Phil. I'm Ben Ashcroft. I run uh, Bugs and Bites Computing here in uh, lovely sunny Lincoln. Uh, specialising in desktop and laptop sales, uh, trade sales as well, gaming PCs, that sort of thing. Um, my tip of the day, other than agreeing with Paul that Amigas are great and so on and so forth, blah, blah, blah. Um, <laughs> so I, I embraced my inner hippie this week and bought myself a classic uh, Volkswagen Beetle. And I was thinking about ways I could make it work for me. <laughs> was that the one? No. The there, that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and I suddenly thought... Why not look at doing something a bit different for advertising, like perhaps hand-painted logo in the side for Bugs and Bytes Computing? Because not many people actually know this. The Bugs and Bytes actually comes from my love of bugs, or Volkswagen Beetles, and the Bytes side comes from the computers. So that was where the, the name originally came from. And the amount of customers who've asked me in the last few years, where have your Beetles gone? What's happened to your Beetles? Because they used to always drive around turning up at customers' houses in the Beetles. Um... So, yeah, I've become a bit noted for it. And I just think it's a great way to advertise your business in a different sort of way. Uh, you want a bit unique advertising, and people will remember it. That's a good point. Unique advertising does work. It works for a lot of people. Uh, I think Richard Bradson is um, one of the biggest ones, like, like dressing up as an air stewardess when he uh, um, actually opened up uh, Virgin Airlines or whatever the hell they call them. Um, so, yeah, sometimes uh, doing unique things makes you stand out from everyone well, else. The other great thing as well, Phil, when it inevitably breaks down at the side of the road, it'll be like a billboard for people at the side to look at. <laughs> <laughs> That's one way of putting it, so uh, I don't know. Right, okay, let's move on to Peter then. So, Peter, if you want to introduce yourself, tell us who you are, what you do, and what your tip or story of the day is. Yeah, I'm Peter from ScanStation Computers. We're an independent computer store and uh, support provider based on the south coast near Bognor Regis. Uh, my tip of the week is from the product rumour mill. 12th Gen Intel is um, starting to leak out a lot more now. Um, it's looking a lot more competitive with the top-end Ryzen. So depending on how Intel price it, could bring those top-end chips down, pricing down from Intel and AMD. Uh, it does appear, because it's gone with the 
mix of um, performance and efficiency cores. It does look like Windows 11 is going to be required to get the best performance out of them as well. Uh, and I think they're going to try and launch it alongside Windows 11, possibly towards the end of October. So that's going to be quite interesting to see um, when that comes along, what's, what AMD are going to do, um, how Intel are going to price this one. It, it could be quite interesting. Yeah, some definitely some interesting things coming Intel at the moment. So graphics chips as well and all sorts, hopefully should, should be soon. A lot of people are saying, oh, it's going to improve the graphics availability and all this, but the problem is that they're actually getting manufactured in the same place NVIDIA and AMD get their graphics cards done. So I don't think that will actually help. But, yeah, they've got a good point there. So I suppose it's my turn. Um, right, okay, so... Uh, TSMC, that is responsible for manufacturing products from CPUs, GPUs, and controllers, is reportedly going to be putting prices up by around 10 to 20% for manufacturing, meaning that prices for computer components are likely to be going up even more. Well, hey, uh, so that 500 GPU that is currently costing £1,000 will probably cost more like £1,300 after taxes. Bargain, £1,300 for a £500 GPU. And secondly, uh, OnlyFans. Uh, I don't know if we've got any OnlyFans fans here, but OnlyFans has changed its mind about banning sex workers. It will now allow Ben to show his knees once again. What is OnlyFans? Uh, yeah. yeah. So uh, I don't know if anyone here is a, a subscriber, and I don't need to know, but um, all I'm saying is Ben will be able to um, set up his live cams and everything now. I'll pay for that, Ben, man. Don't worry. He gave us a free show. This podcast is weird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right, okay, so um, let's have a look. Uh, doo -doo -doo -doo. So, yeah, we've got Mark Dennis saying, uh, park it outside PC World, Ben, as in your car. Um Especially be good if you break down there as well and you can't shift it on purpose. Um, and then replying to Mark, Paul says, stick a Commodore logo on it just for blah, blah, blah. Um, so uh, that's obviously up to you. Right. Okay. Let's get on to the main topic then. So, what was the main topic today? Yeah, there we go. Uh, where do we see yourselves in 10, 20, 5 years, whatever? Um, we'll go to Cormac first. Other than world domination, where do you see yourself in a few years' time, Cormac? Uh, if I don't sort out that fact in jail, mate, but we'll get over that. <laughs> so, uh, no, it's all good. Um, that's, that's, I'll only take five minutes now because uh, that's, that's an open-ended question. And it's a very good question. And I think it has something to do with what age you have as well, you know. Uh, if I was in my early 20s, I'd be wanting BMWs, um, you know, uh, you know, I want, would want probably loads of riches and stuff. Now I got into this business around. Well, I, I full time. I'm only I'm only in it three years, four years. You know, um, things are growing. Um, they grow really fast in the last year, year and a half. Uh, there's four of us here now, and uh, it was back to school days for some of the the, the people working here. They had the kids, so I was basically on my own today. And it's happening more and more lately that I'm not, I'm booking in the, well, I have people to book in the computers and stuff, but I'm actually not going there. I'm definitely not going there to home computers anymore. Um, I'm going, I'm, I'm, I will, obviously the business side is my side, you know. Um, and the thing about why I'm saying all this is because I have a choice now to either branch out, get a shop and start selling there, or stay where I'm at, you know. And um, 
I'm kind of thinking I don't want to grow much bigger. I don't want 10 staff. I don't want 20 staff. Um, I definitely, if things keep going, I will have to take on, you know, maybe more people at some stage. We got into the gaming computers. Again, I haven't touched. I, I have no idea what, when you're talking about all these different processors and graphics cards. I don't know. I generally have no idea because I can't know everything and I need to know business. So I have a guy who does that and he's outstanding, Tim. And uh, we're selling to um, companies who are using them for high-end graphics, not computer uh, not computer games, you know. And I just say, Tim, this is what we require, this is what we need. Um, I haven't even sat down to look properly at how to build. Uh, that's that's where I have to go. I have to kind of just kind of try to keep it a management. And they, they, they last, and I, I have to say, is I got Google Stadia and that gaming thing uh, which streams the games and Netflix are now streaming games or will be streaming games, okay? Now, I don't know much about gaming, but I only got it to, to test out and see what was going on. It can stream Red Dead Redemption 2, no problem. So it will become more and more virtual laptops. You know, even business computers are getting a lot easier to do nowadays in the sense you don't start install applications, you install... Everything's cloud-based, you know. So I have to look at that as well, that computers are going to, even for average office, offices, are going to be streaming their their programs, you know. Um, but I think um, I'm too young, I think, to worry about that yet. I think that's going to be another 10 or 15 years away. So um, someone did say something to me, uh, another business person, they said there's a lot of money to be made in sales. So I'm going to try to push selling more and uh, higher-end business customers and stuff. Um, but the old thing, they've been saying for many years that, you know, people aren't using PCs, everything's going to go to smartphones. That is proven wrong. Um, so the answer to that question is, at the moment, I don't know, because I have to make a decision about do I want to grow, uh, how much do I want to grow, and how much is peace of mind and work-life balance. And at the moment, work-life balance is very important to me. I'm after coming back from two weeks' holidays, and I don't want to do the savage hours that I, I have been doing to build a company. I don't. It's not that I lost my drive, but I don't want to do the savage hours that I had to put in to 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 grow a company. So I, I don't know if I actually answered it or gave seven answers, but that's that's my best answer. Yeah, I think you answered pretty much everything under the sun there. <laughs> but... Uh, but uh, uh, in basics, uh, by the sounds of it, you want to do have more income but do less work. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I was the master. Yeah, that's true. That's really, really short. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think that's what everyone wants. To be honest with you, obviously, more income, less work. It's it's always a good aim, and uh, aiming for businesses. I think you're doing good. Good there, obviously. Gaming machines. Yeah, um, aiming them at businesses as well because there's a lot of um, creators, as we call them, who do obviously video editing, photography, CAD work and design and stuff. They need these powerful machines. And uh, that's one thing we've been prioritizing in, um, uh, uh, well, lockdown and all through um, the GPU shortage and everything. We've been prioritizing our local businesses what need powerful machines rather than the gamers um, because they obviously need it for the work rather than obviously just playing the latest uh, version of Call of Duty or whatever it may be. Right. Okay, let's move on to Ben. So other than Amigas, what's your plans 
in the next 5, 10, 20 years, Ben? <laughs> well, can I just start off by saying, Phil, this is such a hypothetical question because if anyone asked you in 2015, where will you be in five years' time? Nobody would have answered living in lockdown in the middle of a pandemic. <laughs> It's true, but hopefully it's true, but hopefully you've got some sort of goals, what you're aiming for and where you want to be. I, I do. I've thought about this kind of long and hard, especially this week, knowing that I was going on the show. Um and I was actually having a sorry, sorry, I just saw Richard's comment there. Sorry. Um well I was, I was just uh, having a chat with one of the fellow tech for tech guys today about the whole shop, work from home, overheads, staff. And I think, you know what, I actually love my business model, I'm not going to lie. I work for myself, I'm never going to be the biggest company. Um, I work from home, I have no commute. I'm very pleased with that, you know, I get to bed in the morning, walk into the office, there we go. Um, definitely see myself sort of verging more towards trade sales because end users are fine. And I enjoy dealing with end users, you get all the stories and you get the nice folk and that, you know. Um, but trade sales, bigger volumes, that sort of thing. Um, I wondered about going down the warehouse route, that sort of thing, and I think we well, need to start looking at staff, and I think I want a hassle with staff. Not saying having staff isn't a good thing, um, but equally I've spoken to people who have got businesses or who have had businesses. My own brother had a business with staff, and he said the worst thing is half the time you're running around trying to find work for all your staff to do in quiet periods. So... Yeah, um, I'm kind of of the opinion I want to expand in one sense, but in another sense, I'm kind of of the opinion of if it ain't broken, don't fix it. So. Okay, it, sounds it, pretty good. And I hope it's informative, but uh, yeah. You want to carry on doing the same as you're doing now, basically. I, I enjoy it. and there's, there's nothing wrong with it. I'm picking mm -hmm. up new customers, new traders, and the business is um, organically growing, so I'm quite happy with it. Okay, that's... Uh... Good one there. I'm just looking at the chat about the uh, uh, the number plates and so forth. Um, apparently, the, um, it should be free for you to get hold of because there's, uh, um, it's not showing up as being insured. So what's that you've got the number the plate there? Probably yeah. the car. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's move on to uh, Peter then. So Peter from ScanStation, where do you see yourself in the next few years then? What are you aiming for or what's your goals? So I guess similar to Cormac, we're, we're growing year on year. Um, we have found we've hit growing pains along the way. Um, what I would like to do is spend a couple of years sorting out all our processes, procedures. Um, so in, you know, four or five years time, it's not so stressful. Uh, you can delegate everything to staff. You don't try and get involved with everything. Um, and that's what I really want to focus on, making sure our offering's correct. Uh, making sure you know we're offering the services our customers want. Uh, I think there's a big opportunity for training for a lot of our business customers that's underserved at the moment. Uh, and it's really just tweaking the model um, and making sure we're, we're offering the right products, the, the right things to the right customers as well. Um, finding it nice to be able to drop some of the less profitable customers or you know the the more difficult customers. So we're in a position where we can actually do that now. Uh, and I think I would just like to be at a point where it's just a lot less stressful now. If, I, if I'm out on site at the moment and there's um, doing some project work, I'm, I'm constantly checking my phone. Um, you get that anxiety, checking the support tickets. They're getting dealt with, but you're there checking them. Um, I'd like to get to the point where I don't have to worry about that. I know it's getting dealt with. Um, 
you know, and I don't have that right now, but that's where I'd like to get to. But it's it's just prepping the foundations really for further growth, because I think if you don't get the, the foundations right and you try and build on that, you're just going to have problems. Yeah, it's a good point there. Um, William's asking you a question. He says, who do you currently use for your documentation process? Uh, it's like a custom in-house SharePoint solution at the moment. Um, I have th these are you know sort of the things we're looking at. What PSA we're going to use, um, how we integrate all our software, our ticketing processes, documentation. So um, looking at Hudo probably won't go down the IT glue route, although that is an option. Um, but yeah, everything we've got at the moment is kind of in-house, lashed together systems. So I really want to iron all that stuff out. Um, so, you know, we, we, we've given our staff all the tools and we, we can grow, you know. That sounds like pretty that. good. Sorry, I like there what you were saying because what I got out of that as well is that we have to invest for the future, you know, in the sense that even when I was earlier on in the days, I took on a tech when I, I didn't have the money to pay a tech as such because I went long term, you have to start thinking of it. And I, I went on two weeks holiday there now, and we closed. And I actually have no problem closing for that. Um, but even I'm throwing an awful lot of money back into the business to make it easier in the long term, in the sense of not taking a higher wage every week, thinking that maybe in five years' time I might take a month off or three weeks and go down. I, I used to do this my last job, go down to South America for three or four weeks once a year, which would be lovely if you're sitting down on the beach and having people back home working for you and not having to be freaked out about it. That's, that's what, yeah, so that's... I, that's I, think, I think you want to get to the point where you can, the business can run itself without yeah. you, you know, um, mm -hmm. and then you would have the option, even if you wanted to exit the business, you know, you could, a lot easier to sell a business that runs itself um, that doesn't need you in it. So it would be nice to, to be able to just focus more on the management tasks uh, and structuring the business rather than doing doing all the actual you know day-to-day -day stuff that's uh, i'm gonna say so it's something a lot of people don't do is actually the the work in the business is a common saying instead of working on the business so yeah you really need to spend some time uh, at some points to plan or everything you're going to be doing in the future or even short term long term because if you keep just working in the business, you're just getting nowhere. You need to work on it, as in work on new ways to do things, new processes, automizations, and stuff like that. D different ways where you can obviously make money in the long term, um, which is always good. And I say, uh, I suppose it's my turn next to say where I'm going to be in the next few years. Um, so it's a real hard one for us because we're on sort of a, obviously we've got two businesses and we're, it's probably no uh, surprise, we are looking more towards tech for tech going forwards in the future. So we're going to be spending more and more and more time on that. And we're going to the point where we're having to decide is how we're we going to run our computer store. Do we carry on with the computer store? Do we shut it down? Do we just do uh, uh, like uh, business um, support and stuff like that? It's uh, a bit of a crossroads for us. Or do, you, do we even sell the business? So we, we've got a real thing what we're having to figure out. So at the moment, over the last year or so, we've been putting a lot of automizations in it. Um, we are in the process of probably 
not accepting as many new customers. We are passing a lot of customers on to other people and tending to focus on just the customers we've got or larger customers. Um, if we've got any little things, we generally send them down to the other local store down the road and stuff like that because we're wanting to ideally, and I don't think it's any secret, is we, in the long term, we want to be doing tech for techs full time. There's no question about that because we want to basically – it's not just about it's a job to us. It's like we, me and Jen, we've both been brought up in the industry. I've been playing about with computers since I was a kid, just like most of you probably guys listening and who are on the show tonight. Um, but it's something what myself, I've always been interested in is building stuff. And if that's just building either a machine or a Facebook group or a website or whatever, I'm just wanting to build like a, a big community where everyone can obviously benefit from it. So when we're as time's going by, for example, this weekend it's bank holiday on Monday. We're not just closing on Monday; we're closing Friday through Monday, and when we're actually cl- um, spending time on Tech for Techs, working on more things. As you probably know, we've got the tech max next year and that's going to be sort of a stage one of a few different things that we've got planned going forwards and a quick uh, uh, up talk about tech max Uh, if you haven't already registered for the evening meal make sure you do because we've only got a few tickets left sorry i had to get it in there um so but yeah so uh, we've sold a lot of tickets for that so we're at sort of a crossroads where we're trying to figure out is how we're going to achieve what we want to do going forward. So obviously I don't want to close the shop, but obviously I can't do two businesses full time. If I'm concentrating on tech for tax, I can't concentrate all my energy on the other side of the business. So it's one of those things is do we outsource the work to someone and so forth. So if anyone who's watching has got any ideas for us, feel free to comment. Um, and obviously if anyone in the chat, like Ben, Peter, Cormac's got any ideas, thinks what we should do, feel free. Right. So that's my jabber jabber done. Cormac, you've said what you want to do in the future. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, I think I think you brought up an interesting point there as well. Uh, recurring revenue is definitely something that I'm going to be pushing more as well. And you know, there's been debates in the group there about which antivirus e uh, to use. Um, E, I know two of you use uh, one of them, uh, William, actually William Moore, myself, got on. Uh, I'm enjoying using ME Soft. We're getting, you're, you know, you're getting 60% resale on it. It's, it's you know, but this is the first time um, that this might be, like next year be the first time that re- reoccurring revenue comes in, you know, and uh, that was a big thing to miss out on. Um, that was a big, huge thing to miss out on. I tried the ones that he used. I didn't like it. Um, so that's it. Recurring revenue, definitely. Like, we should be making more of anything we're reselling, you know, anything. Um, it has to be. We should be anyway. That's my view. Right. Okay. That's pretty good advice there. Um, if you're wondering what happened to chat, we had a weird person trying to get us to become famous and go to a special website. So I just managed to just got rid of that. If you didn't notice, um, right, let's just go through the chat. Um, so yeah, Richard says, keep the shop, um, basically and employ some staff. Yeah. Staff. Oof. Right. Okay. Um, and the next one was, let's have a look. I agree with Richard, keep the shop and have someone run it and take, uh, an income. If only I lived nearer. 
Yeah, I'm going to say that's uh, that is definitely an option and something I've thought about. It's just finding obviously, obviously we've got to pay for someone for it. We've got to then make sure the income's going to be good enough to support that. Otherwise, we're just paying someone for the sake of it or multiple people for the sake of it. Because no offense, I don't think anyone's going to work eighty hours a week like I do. So uh, not for the, <laughs> not for the same price anyway. Um, but yeah, so de- definitely there. So. How are you going to achieve your goals? Let's go on to that. So what are you going to do going forwards, Cormac? I think we've heard a bit from Peter saying about how he's uh, planning things over the next few years, but how are you going to achieve your goals over the next few years? Um, well, I put some things in place there now with staff training, and um, I'm just about, I've been saying it for the last few months, even though you, you probably... Anyone who follows me thinks I do a lot of advertising. I haven't done much in the last year. Um, I'm going to go all out on the advertising. Um, but it's we were having a discussion there beforehand. I have to make a decision about what I'm going to resell um, concerning hardware. Is it just going to be new models of PCs and computers or the refurb ones? I think there is a golden opportunity out there for small retailers at the moment. We are sick to death of picking up the phone and being put on hold. I had to get insurance the last day. I had to get my windscreen broke. Boring story, doesn't matter. Had to ring them up. And I went, right, I have to take an hour of my time. And it took me actually three hours to get through to them in the end to ring these people during the week. Now, I will gladly pay extra money for someone to answer a bloody phone. You know, it's the exact same if you're getting house insurance, business insurance. You literally have to take an hour or two out of your time to pick up the phone. And I and it's just not good enough. We we are willing to pay the extra money. OK, we are willing to pay. So the way I'm looking at it, yes, I can compete with, you know, PC World and their rock button, stupid computer prices, you know. But I can pick up the phone and I can return calls when people ring us. And I think that is a golden opportunity. I think it's after switching around from people going for the cheapest option to people kind of going, oh, my God, I'll pay an extra 10, 20 quid, 30 quid, whatever, for time. You know, that's if any customer, any business customer I'm dealing with, I at this stage could never say, look, we will throw an extra two or 300 quid to your bill a year. But we will answer the phone. They will gladly take that. So I think it's a golden time for small businesses. That's my view on it anyway, you know? Yeah, I agree with you. I think there's lots of opportunities out there at the moment, um, all the way from the bottom to the top, to be honest. There's people who are needing stuff uh, repairing all the way to refurbished, all the way to brand new top of the line stuff. The only issue at the moment is with most things is getting hold of it. Um, if you want a graphics card, well, you're going to be waiting. <laughs> so, oh, well, we've got some chat messages coming in. So, Paul's talking to you there, Cormac. So, let's just get that up on the screen. Uh, he's saying, I uh, just had to renew house insurance this week too, and I know the exact feeling took me hours to sort it. I, I must agree, we've had numerous issues calling people uh, re- lately. I think the latest one was the yeah electric company um, with our store. Because we were closed most of last year because of obviously COVID, um, our electricity was with uh, NPower. Um, and... They sent me a renewal, 
and they'd put our basically our kilowatt charge and daily charge because we'd gone under a bracket because the store's not been open. They would put our daily standing charge up from something like about twenty p to about forty five p a day, and per kilowatt from fifteen pence up to around about thirty five pence. It took me about three hours to get older and say what's going off and figure out that basically um, they only wanted to charge me extra because we've been closed, um, because we've gone under a certain kilowatt hour. Ended up swapping over to, uh, I think we did one of these compare things and ended up going with uh, um, NPower, I think it is where we're with now. So, uh, um, and they're pretty much the price what I was paying before, uh, which was absolutely stupid that they wanted to put a price. We've been with them 15 years and then suddenly want to double the prices because we've not been open. And it's like, that's profiteering, if you ask me, for, for, from COVID issues. Um, so definitely won't be moving back with them. And we moved away from them as well with our house bills as well, just in case. Um, so they lost two customers in a way. All right. Okay. So uh, next one was Matthew. He says, um, yeah, customers really appreciate being called back quickly if we weren't able to pick up the phone. Yeah. Um, so customers, yeah, they always like you to call them back uh, quickly and keep in contact. Uh, there we go. Let's have a look. So Mark, most customers always say thanks for coming back to me quickly, even if it's next day. How bad others must be. Yeah, you do get a lot of places, um, and it's not just small businesses, it's big businesses as well. Um, they are a real pain. I know a few times I've called uh, local businesses and uh, had a few issues, even in the tech community, unfortunately. Uh, and that even goes for vendors and distributors as well. And I'm guessing you've all got stories from that. Um Let's have a look. Uh, Paul saying one of the companies I got a quote from didn't even have a number to call. It was live chat only. I didn't bother speaking to them. Yeah, if anything's live chat only, I'd move straight over onto uh, someone else. Uh, yeah, William, it was shocking. And let's have a look. Paul saying all my insurance seems to have gone up by at least £100 per year, car, PIPL, and house insurance. Yeah, insurance seems to be going up. Make sure you um, you um, put that into your pricing as well. So if you're still charging the same price you were charging a year ago, make sure you put your prices up to cover your extra costs, uh, no matter if it's insurance, travel, or whatever, because it's by the sounds of it, we're going to be getting extra fuel uh, bills soon as well. The price of petrol diesel is going to be going up, uh, which is going to be brilliant, um, especially if... Uh, uh, depending on, um, obviously, EV cars and everything as well. If we've all got to suddenly go out and buy EV cars and stuff, they're probably going to cost us more in a few years' time if we've all got to buy new ones in the next few years. I don't know if they've uh, made that roll over in Ireland, have they, Cormac? Have you got an avenue of e I'm going to get away from buying a new car at the moment, so I haven't checked it out. Yeah, <laughs> if you buy a new car from 2030, so in, what, about eight years is that now? So um, it's got to be an EV car. We'll be teleported by then, by don't worry yeah. about it. So, uh, so we'll see. I don't know if that covers in commercial vehicles or not, but uh, definitely uh, normal cars anyway. Right. Okay. So, well, Ben, you're not wanting to change much. So this question, I'm not sure how, how it's going to um, be relevant to you, but um, mm -hmm. how are you going to um, make your goals happen? Well, yeah, I may not perhaps want to change the business model much, but you always want to, I think Peter said about streamlining the processes. And so it's like when I first started out, I would just be buying stock from here, there, and everywhere, whereas now I'm trying to find suppliers who have 
consistent lines of the same model that I can buy. Just makes things far easier. I can do a clone, bang, 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 clone 20, 30, 40, 50 units on, move on to the next one. Um, yeah, just looking at new suppliers, streamlining the processes, um, joining a lot of different groups on Facebook, Tech for Techs. I'm bigging up here as an absolutely brilliant group to join if you're not already in it. Um, picked up a lot of customers through the group, picked up a lot of suppliers through the group. There's a lot of good folk in the group. So, yeah, it's, um, I'm kind of, if it ain't broken, don't fix it. But at the same, at the same point, I'm quite happy to sort of want to uh, streamline things a bit. No problem. Uh, so I'm going to say streamline's good. And how dare you join other Facebook groups, Ben? Well, Tech I mean, it's all uh, Amiga groups and uh, Beetle groups. Come on, Phil. You know. Don't worry. I'm in plenty of Facebook groups. I don't mind people being in Facebook <laughs> groups. I mean, that's not something I'm going to have a go at someone there for. Um, so no problem there. Right. Okay. Um, so Matthew says, uh, need to stop quadruple handling. I think that's aimed at me. Matt's one of ours. So um, right. we've got separate ticketing systems to account systems to appointment systems at the moment. So uh, trying to get all that stuff integrated is a major focus of ours right now. You know, if we book someone for a call out, we raise a, a job ticket on our ticketing system. Then we, we put a quote in our account system and then it's got to go in someone's Outlook calendar. Um, and it's, it's triple or quadruple handling, as Matt says, and it's, it's unnecessary. The, the tools are out there. We've just got to get them implemented. Um, it's so important. I, I, just documenting our internal processes, having some sort of staff office manual. There's no reason why you shouldn't have a manual that you could give to a new employee and say, here, read this. Uh, and if they don't know how to work the business after reading it, you've probably written it wrong. You know, so uh, yeah. that, that's the stuff we really need to uh, sort of tie down, really. Yeah, that's pretty pretty good thing there. To be honest, is the manual or even process process sheets and telling people how to do certain things within the business, even if it's uh, just sorting the car terminal out. Because if someone comes in and they're running the shop, they don't know how to sort your car terminal out. If it goes down, they don't know how to ring. They don't know where the little thing is, the card you got to slide in, the codes to put in it. You need process sheets for most of stuff because obviously, someday you're going to not be in there. Someone else is going to be in there running it, and you probably ain't got the time to run back and forth and tell them how to do everything every five minutes. So that's that's definitely a good uh, a good point there. So, uh, uh, do you have anything like that, Cormac? Like process sheets or anything like that? Uh, no, but my electricity just went off. But bear with me for a while. Uh, it's one of the sockets just gave up. Um, no, but it's a very, very uh, good point. Um, in the sense that one of my problems was that uh, uh, my tech had to leave last year for what he had personal reasons and. So I got someone else in and I was too busy to train them and it was nothing in place. And to be honest, I, I like he's, he was outstanding at certain things, but always he's, he's just a gift. But the problem being was that for basic stuff, we'd say like home installs and things, it was things. Like I didn't even show him properly how to use malware bytes, tech bench or nothing. Now he picked everything up really fast. But I won't get that lucky next time, you know. Um, yeah. Whereas that, that's a key thing where you might have to step back and tell customers it's going to take longer time and spend more time training and looking at the longer goals rather than trying to rush the laptops out the door. One thing I did discover with COVID is that they can wait. All the customers can literally wait in the sense that unless it's business customers who, who, who need it, 
I'm not having customers, home customers coming into me anymore. And then they go, oh, I need it back by tomorrow. It's not happening. You know, um, it's going to take longer. And hence, if I have to train someone, even if I have to turn around to the customer and say, you know something, we have a new staff member, we're training them, things, things are going to be delayed for a few weeks or delayed by a few days. Is that acceptable? If they say no, then go. What I found was when everyone was in lockdown, I was still allowed to work. Um, my the, the two other people and a few of them, well, three other people couldn't do it all the time because they were homeschooling. So I was doing everything. So when customers, when I was dealing with customers, I was saying, do you know something? It's going to take a week. It's going, I don't, my my people are homeschooling and it worked out okay. No one, I didn't lose any customers by it. The pressure was in my head. Um, so yeah, so proper training is needed, you know? Yeah, sometimes a lot of these things are in our heads, to be honest, and we rush because we think, and then you find that the customer, when you take it back, it's like, oh, I didn't expect it back that so so soon or whatever, and the, they're not always in a hurry uh, or a rush. So that's a good point. Um, that's good. There we go. Right, okay. So, right, okay. Um, one thing I should mention regarding the, obviously, the writing procedures and stuff down is not only should you write it down, you should get your staff to write down their procedures as well because they probably do things that you don't do, so you need it to be backwards and forwards sort of compatible for future because if they leave the job and you don't know how to do something specific, whether it's, I don't know, a specific thing in the uh, system for sales or specific repair or whatever, and they're the ones who always do it, you need it on a piece of paper. So when you do get new jobs in or something different, what you're going to do, write the procedure down, even if it's just an update um, to an old procedure where you've had an update through your RRM software, or should I say RMM software, uh, and so forth, then just get them to update the procedure as they go along. It's always good. Right. Matthew says, uh, Pete's a fantastic trainer for the record. Um, this Matthew guy's been a bit too nice to you, Peter, I reckon. Yeah, I think he's after a day off or something. <laughs> I think it has something to do with money, I reckon. But, um, but uh, there we go. So uh, it's always nice to have someone saying that uh, you're fantastic. And uh, Right, Ben, do you have any procedures? I know you're a sort of one-man band, so it's probably all in your head at the moment. But do you have anything... Uh, uh, like a procedure as such uh, of how you would do things. Um, you're quite right. <laughs> most of it's in my head. I can't. I can't blag. I can't blag that answer at all, Phil. Most of it is in my grey matter, and I just uh, go through the same process every day. Oh God, I make it sound really boring. Now it's not boring. I actually really enjoy it. It's, it's the thing with working from home is it's so flexible, and mm -hmm. I just, I'm not seeing. Owning a shop wouldn't be great or fun or profitable. It's just like I could not see myself sort of waiting in a shop nine till five, Monday to Friday. It was just yeah. like absolute party. Um, but yeah, procedures. Yeah, I've I've got sort of things set for like when I buy a batch of units and what I need to do, test them all, install them all, check them all. Um, but other than that, not a, not a great deal of procedures. No, it's uh, um, yeah, not quite sure to answer that one really. I'm afraid. 
I think probably as you as you get older, it's probably good to write a few things down just in case, um, because it's always best. Because um, even when we're building machines, for example, or even doing um, repairs and whatever, but mainly when we're doing machines, we have like a procedure list where it does not necessarily have you remember to put the graphics card in, have you remember to put the processor in. It's basically more of a check sheet just to say, right, have you checked the audio? Have you checked the USB? Have you checked the drivers? Have you done this, that, and the other? Are the cables fine? Are they not going to stick in the CPU? Is the little LED light in the front of the case working and stuff? Not only does the person who builds the machine, which is usually Jen, check it, then when she's built it, when I come in the store, I then go down exactly the same sheet and double check everything as well. So we've both got procedure in place. Um, so whoever builds or whatever, we can double check and make sure we've done everything because it's easy to forget those little things now and again when building a machine, especially off the top of your head. I must admit, as you get older, it does. you do make one or two little bit more mistakes or forget things now and again. Not that I'm older or anything, but, uh, uh, but it does. I'm the right side of 40. Oh, yeah. I think I may be the only one who's the right side of 40 in this chat. So I don't, I don't know. No, no, I'm, not. I'm balancing on it. Let's put it that way. So, um, so uh, I'll put the Christmas card list now for a few folks. I have one question there, lads. How much times, uh, when you're talking about procedure, how much times do you get in touch with a customer once they drop off a computer? So I walk into interior shops or whatever. And kind of go, here's my computer, because that's something I have to pick up on and improve. And I put procedures in place. We're trying to get in touch four or five times. One to say your computer's checked in, one to say that we have started work. We're doing the diagnostic because we charge a fee. So I want to point out we're doing the diagnostic. This is our diagnostic. And we will ring you to proceed. And I think four, you know, will be ready whenever. So it's four. I want either four or five times of communication with a customer. Um, I found this myself. I handed my car into my mechanic three days later. All I needed was, three days later, he told me the parts have arrived. All, all you had to do was on day one, tell me the parts were coming, two, they'd be there the next day. It's And we all have that with Synchro or Repair Shop. Or, yeah. or, and I'm just wondering how often do you do it? Because I'm still bad at it. We're bad. Once or twice for us, mm. I would say. Um, depends if the work's pre-approved when, when they bring it in sometimes you know what the job is and you can quote and diagnose it straight away you agree the fee there and then and the next call they get is when it's ready um, other than that we book it in we ring them when we've diagnosed it we let them know the ETA on the parts and the next call they get is when it's ready so um, but yeah with, with a, a proper PSA are you texting them or are you phoning them well, or texting and, you know, as in like it, with with synchro will text and email. Um, I'll probably phone them if it's for price. You know, if I say, well, yeah. this, we 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 are fitting an SSD. It's going to be this plus whatever four hours. I usually say myself with backing up data and all that. Um, so yeah, I just think it's something that I I myself can improve and I'm trying to improve on. You know. Yeah, it's always good. We we generally do pretty much the same as Peter, so uh, we'll let them know, obviously, when they bring the in, they get a text anyway to let them know as, as part of the claims ticket and stuff, but we usually text them all the way through the process, 
And if they generally don't reply by the end of the day or depending on what time you send the message, we usually give them a call just to let them let them know, just to make sure they received it. If we need anything back, for example, they've given a password, what's wrong or something daft like that, uh, and they haven't replied, we usually give them a call or whatever just to make sure. But m- most of the time it's all generally automated using, uh, okay, we use uh, Repair Shopper rather than Synchro, but it's pretty much the same software near enough these days. Um, and it's pr- pretty easy to use, to be honest with you. Uh, I, can't, I can't even remember how much it costs. I think the texts are in the in the package, aren't they, if I remember right? Um, so it's pretty much free to do as well. So um, a lot of the times we probably only speak to the customers and unless, obviously, they don't reply to the texts when we've done the job and obviously before the job when we ask them all the questions. But we usually make it so we go through a checklist of what's your passwords, details. We try and make as much details as possible so we don't have to contact them all the time because we know sometimes getting hold of some customers can be an absolute nightmare and then it holds up the um, the job, which can hold up the bench. And unfortunately in our shop, it's quite small in the repair area and we can only do so much at once. So if we've got machines sitting on the bench doing nothing, it's wasting our time and time's money, as you, you probably realise. Right, we've got a few things come in. Let's have a look. So Matthew says he's given himself a, a day off on Monday, Peter, just to let you know. Um, so I hope you close Monday holiday, anyway. we're closed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so... Um, let's have a look. Uh, a local web, uh, William says a local web designer near me. His only staff member left and took all the passwords with him, leaving no documentation back. And uh, yeah, that's probably going to um, kill your business if that happens to you, isn't it? So yeah, you do need to make sure all your um, your member of staff who does do all your work doesn't have all your details. And obviously, if you've got someone running the store for you, which is some, an option, what we may go down onto our store is obviously we want to make sure that information is easy for us to get to if we ever need to. Um, so yeah, uh, let's have a look. Uh, William also said, oh, said the same thing twice. Okay. Alison said something there, and Alison and I, I'm not Plamosin, which is probably an Irish word, and not something up. But you could learn off. We could all learn off Alison on that. Um, she is her communication skills is exceptional um, when it comes when it comes to to dealing with customers because I've referred customers to them and they've all came back and went. She kept us informed right through it, and I think we're all. Well, from what from the way you were talking, now, we're all a bit guilty of it. Even though you were saying you text away, we're all a bit guilty of. Sure, it'll only take a minute to text people or write the email, or you mm. know it. You know, but uh, I know it's a fault of mine anyway. Like, yeah, no, don't get me wrong. I've dealt with Alison before, and yeah, she's. Uh... Uh, the queen of the process is probably the best way of putting it, is um, she knows exactly what to do and how to say it, and uh, her customer support and everything like that is uh, uh, leading uh, probably most companies, to be honest with you. Uh, I'm surprised she hasn't been headhunted by some big firm um, yet. Hint, hint. But uh, husband probably won't be too happy with that. He though. might kill them, so I wouldn't imagine that's going to happen. Like, so, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, but, yeah, it's, it's true. I think we all could do with probably uh, <laughs> contacting customer more. It's just knowing when's a good time. Obviously, if it's something we need to ask them, then we will. We don't necessarily tell them each step of the process because it's like we're not going to tell them, like, oh, we've just scanned your machine, no viruses, and then we're knit on to the next bit and the next bit. Because sometimes you might scan with one thing and there's no viruses, and you say there's no virus, and you 
scam with something else and you find something's buried somewhere which the other one didn't so um yeah um i, I do agree though i think we all could uh, contact the customers more but uh, we do tend to find that the customers are generally happy with our contact because they usually say oh i was surprised you let us know about this that and the other and you kept in contact when you started the work and stuff like that even though it was only by text um, rather than calling them um but they're, they're generally pretty happy but again it's probably something we may may look at improving in the future possibly right let's go on to uh, i think it was paul we we're about to read out i think it was uh uh, amount of communications with a customer, I would say, depends on the job. Uh, I will contact the customer to say we have started the job and when it's finished uh, and about to test uh, them ready to collect. So, yeah, very, very, very similar sort of thing, what we do as well. Um, Richard says, uh, two years over half a century here, uh, and I will confirm memory lapses happen often uh well i didn't say often but he says it happened let's put it that way um so yeah so something for you to look forward to there ben right okay so uh replying to william richard says uh that happened no one person should have that info so uh, i'm not sure what that one was regarding oh it's probably that um, website yeah right okay Let's go around the room again. So, Cormac looks like he's a vampire at the moment. Yeah, I'm shining. Sorry, I have to sort out this light. He's <laughs> after knocking out lights, but not the. Uh, this this is my natural habit at night time. Forget all that. This is. I turn yeah. into. Um, no, I've nothing else to say. Maybe, maybe we should start a little private members thing as well. Maybe for sharing documentation in the sense why we. You know, we're all seem to be very busy. Do we need to rewrite the same documentation? I don't know. I, why I'm saying private members is that maybe that's something I wouldn't be totally comfortable sharing with everyone. But for people who, you know, we know the people who, who we get on with in groups and maybe share, you know, these procedures because we seem to be all too busy to write the bloody thing, you know? Yeah, it is something I see asked quite a lot as a documentation thing. Um, one thing to bear in mind is most people uh, don't realize there is a tag system built into Facebook um, in the group. Um, so if you go into the group, there's usually a bit at the top what says, um, let's have a look, what's it called? Topics, it's called. Uh, and basically, if you click on that, it will then um, give you lots of topics what have been tagged. So, when, so for example, there's help and advice, tech support, surveys, reviews, advertising, pricing, and so forth. If you do post anything like that, like guides or anything like that, make sure you put a tag in. So you just put a hashtag and call it something. So if it's like a, a documentation, just put hash document or something like that, and that way people can find it in the topic section. We also do have a share folder if you go to the members area, the Tech for Text members area, which if you're in the Tech for Text group and you don't know, ask in the group. I'm not going to share it on here because obviously it's for members only. Um, but um, there is a share fo um, folder in there with old versions of Windows and stuff. It hasn't been updated a lot, to be honest. People don't tend to use it an awful lot. But you can easily put stuff in there so people can actually do it. And in the Facebook group as well, there's also a file section, so you can put documents in there as well. So if anyone's got any documentation like that they want to share, feel free, and then that way we can easily link it to people. But obviously, if you want to create little private groups and stuff within Tech for Text, that's absolutely fine just to share documents out between certain people. Well, I've got no issues with that either. 
Right. Okay. Let's have a look. Uh, so, oh, right. Yeah. So William Mayer says uh, Cormac saving the pennies for his advertising, not paying the electric bill. That's what it is. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> sorry, but that. Well, generally, I'm sorry, but that's don't worry about it. They won't realise on the podcast version of the show. Yeah. So uh, at least you've got that bit. So that at least they can hear you properly this time because your microphone, I must admit, is a lot better. <laughs> there we go. Right. Okay. So, Ben, do you have anything else you want to add? I have not much more to add, Phil. It's been a pleasure as always. There we go. And what about yourself, Peter? So I, I think just going forward, we're going to you know, spend a bit of time trying to find the time to work on these these aspects of the business rather than running around being so busy yourself just make let the staff take care of these things and then spend all our time working on the procedures the software integrations and then working on the business like you say rather than in it um and, and just making sure we find the time um you know we're not working yourself to death yeah, that's some uh, pretty good advice there. So, right, guys, it's coming up to the hour, so I'm going to finish the show off there. Thank you for everyone who has commented and watched. We have got a show next week, 8 o'clock, and let me just double-check, yeah, uh, it is basically business perception, so how people perceive your businesses and customers. So, for example, the, the way you dress, how you present yourself, how you do your social media, how your websites look, basically how you look to the outside world. Do you look like a scruffy company what doesn't care? Do you look smart? Do you look trendy? Uh, it depends on how you advertise, how you set basically everything up in your business to look. Do you look a specific way and how that should help your business. So obviously setting it up as a scruffy business may not necessarily help unless you really want it to look that way. And that's next week. So that's next Thursday, 8 p.m. And if I'm right, that's the 2nd of September, if my maths adds up correctly. Right. So thanks, everyone, for watching. And we will see you next time, 8 o'clock. And again, if you are a, or should I say, if you're not a Tech for Text member, you can join Tech for Text if I put the link up when it comes up here we go and here we go there it is right so if you want to join tech for text and you're not a tech for text members join over 1250 members just like you it's totally free you can get free business advice tech advice you get to see these lovely people here uh, and that's at techfortext.co.uk forward slash join also, as well, if you're interested, we do have an event on the 24th of June in 2022. It's at the Sheffield United Football Stadium, also known as Bramall Lane. We're going to have around about 50 vendors there. We're going to have around about 500 attendees. There's evening meals, there's lunch and everything like that. Make sure you get your tickets now, if you are, especially if you're wanting to go to the evening meal, because they are getting slim. I think we've got about 30 tickets left for the evening meal, and then we've already doubled the size of the evening meal already, and it won't get any bigger than that because there's nowhere else to put any more tables unless we put you on the football pitch itself. So make sure you sign up if you need to go, and I know for a fact all the people in this room at the moment, or at least uh, Cormac, who looks like a vampire, Ben and Peter, they should be all attending as well, or at least they've got tickets. They might not attend, but they've got tickets. So if you want to join, if you want to come, make sure you get tickets, especially for the evening meal. It's uh, going to be special because you'll be able to interact with all the vendors and distributors who will be there, and there's going to be quite a few of them. So see you all next week, guys. Thanks for watching. See you later. Goodbye from Vampire World. Mm-hmm. <laughs>